Well, it's Tuesday, and that means that it's just between us, Mona, you and I. Hi, Charlie. My favorite time of the week. Well, I hope you had a good weekend. I did. I hope you enjoyed. I did. My, uh, yeah, I, I had a very good weekend. How about you? Okay, it was it was it was pretty good. Although we, of course, we had uh, we had a massive snowfall, and uh, my my snowblower chose that day to basically die or or whatever. But that's a, that's a Wisconsin problem, right? <laughs> Wisconsin. That's a Wisconsin first world problem. It okay, is. so I, I I have to say that um, I felt seen with your with your piece in in the bulwark today. News that just makes you sick, doom scrolling, despondency, and a dearth of silver linings. I like the alliteration, though. That was pretty good. <laughs> I, th- I think that's Adam Kuyper. He gets credit for the uh, alliteration there. Every, but every once in a while, I think we do need to step back and go, okay, you know, it's not just you if you're feeling, you know, the, the overwhelmed. I mean, the saturation that we are, have been experiencing, and it feels like we've been experiencing it since, I don't know, as long as I can remember, you know, set last seven, eight years, mm-hmm. we're just overwhelmed. And we kind of went and wondered, like, you know, why are so many people losing their minds? Why are so many people depressed? And can I just read you one paragraph here that you wrote? <laughs> you just to put out the, you know, all the things that are, that are going on here. Uh, over just the last several days, we've been subjected to news stories like the person who opened fire at a Nashville school, killing three adults and three children. The United Nations issued another report suggesting that action on climate is urgent. Humanity is on thin ice, and that ice is melting fast warns United States Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Russia is placing tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. A congressional delegation consisting of Marjorie Taylor Greene, Louis Gohmert, Byron Donald, Paul Gosar, and others visited the D.C. jail in solidarity with defendants who attempted to violently overthrow the government on January 6th. A bunch of Stanford law students shouted down a federal appeals court judge and the administrator in the room, instead of admonishing the students, joined in condemning the speaker. Israel is in more domestic turmoil than at any time in its history. The Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. And a new survey finds the percentage of American adults who say patriotism is very important to them has dropped from 70% in 1998 to 38 today. And all of that is on top of the fact that a feral, mentally unstable arsonist is the leading candidate for the Republican nomination for president again. Yeah. Good morning. Excuse me, will I go up and, 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 and pour some gin? Because it's it's not too early, right? It's only 10 o'clock in the morning. So. That's right. Okay. So this is my world, right? This is this is yes, how I live. I think it's how you live. I'm gonna just yeah, be guessing here that, that we are confronted with this kind of thing absolutely all the time. And media honestly, saturation it's overload. media saturation, you know, and many, many Americans feel the same way and are kind of at a loss for like how do you cope with these depressing things? So Part of my point in the piece, oh, oh, I loved, I referenced earlier on a, a New Yorker cartoon from 2017, which has to be one of my all-time favorites because it's so well captured. My feelings, it shows a woman and a man strolling down the street, and one of the, the woman is turning to the man and saying, my desire to be well-informed is currently at odds with my desire to remain sane. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, Speaks for us all. It does. <laughs> Look, I don't have any magic way of coping with this. Uh, I've been struggling with it, obviously, which is why I wrote the piece. But let me just offer a few thoughts about about the nature of the news we're getting. Because 
the fact is, okay, news has always been bad, right? As, you know, when planes land safely, it's not news. So that's no different from the way things have always been. Right. But there are differences, though, in the nature of the news business now, because it's based, like it used to be that newspapers or even television news was based on a different economic model. It was like the newspapers had, you know, advertising from big, usually big department stores and other big employers, you know, supermarkets and others in their communities. And they would not know, like, without, you know, unless they polled, they wouldn't know which stories, you know, got a lot of readers and which stories just didn't. And so they, they had, had no idea. Yeah, they had no idea. Yeah. And so, you know, they provided some sports coverage and some, you know, home coverage and some news and some international stuff and editorials. And they tried to balance it all out and and hope to get subscribers. And TV, same thing. You know, they didn't know which stories got people to watch the evening news. They had advertisers, you know, people selling Listerine or whatever. And and so they provided a bunch of things, hoping to find that that middle ground where they appealed to the maximum number of viewers. That's no longer the economic model. And there are a lot of people who've written about this and know about it far better than I do. But basically, it's all based on clicks now and how many clicks something gets. And well, also the pace of the, of the news cycle. I mean, it used to be that we had a news cycle. You had a morning news cycle and an afternoon news that's cycle. True. The newspapers came out twice a day. If the that, evening news yeah. was on at, at 6 or 7 o'clock, depending on what time zone you're yeah. in. Now... You think about, you know, the you had two news cycles a day. Now you have probably about 10,000 news cycles a day. It's you are inundated with it That's all true. the time from every direction. So it used to be that you might wake up and read some bad news in the newspaper, but then you went on to your actual real life. Now you wake up to get some sort of, you know, and the doom scrolling starts and it doesn't stop for the next 12 hours. And so. No, that's right. That's an, a know. very, a very important point. You're absolutely right. And also, you know, people have alerts on their phones so that even right. if they're at the office, you know, the phone is dinging and they're looking and seeing this stuff constantly. So, yeah, that is, that is a big uh, part of this as well. But also just back to the, to the click thing again you know you've heard the everyone knows the expression clickbait yeah. so the more uh, upsetting and and horrifying a headline is the more likely people are going to click on the story human and through it yeah. and stick with it it is human yeah. nature and so the people who are selling news have learned to package it in the worst possible way <laughs> to get clicks and so you know if you're angry it turns out if something makes you angry like and I'm we're not going to discuss the mm-hmm. school shooting yeah. story because it upsets mm-hmm. both of us too much. But as an example, you know, if it's packaged in a way that, you know, this is not just a tragedy and a horrible example of our dysfunction as a culture, but rather it's entirely the fault of the people you hate. Yeah. The people who are against gun control or the people who, you know, hire Soros backed prosecutors who don't enforce the law. It's no, their fault. Animals. And and mm-hmm. so it is guaranteed to make us angry and upset and depressed. And I don't know, I'm not going to go through the whole article, but... Well, no, but you, you make this point. Our heads are exploding not because we've lost our self-control, but because we are ingesting news that is designed for that purpose. It's like dining on arsenic and then being surprised that we're sick. 
And as you point out, this news menu has torn us apart more thoroughly than any foreign enemy could. And on, I mean, honestly, you know, you've been, you, you basically take, you know, this, this giant, you know, hypodermic needle and you, and you in, inject poison into your head, you know, you know, every hour of every single day. And if it's not, you know, if, if it's not a school shooting, it's going to be, you know, a pandemic or it's a banking crisis or it's global warming or it is this or someone is doing something that is horrific and going to anger you. And so we are constantly being encouraged to look out things that, that frighten us, that outrage us, that make us hate the people we hate more. I mean, it's, and you're right. So what is the antidote to this other than to, you know, drop out what maybe Timothy Leary was right? What was it? You know, turn on, tune out, tune in. I can't remember. You know, drop out. Right? Yeah, Timothy Some, Leary. Something like that. Tune in. To, yeah, right. So there's right. a reason why magic mushrooms are making a comeback. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, am, I, I am just saying this is not unrelated. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today. 